Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NBA. Good defense there again from Solomon Hill. Made it a tough shot, but then they turn it over. James with the steal, throws it up. Davis back up, and this time able to finish. James up top to Kuzma. Fakes, drives, gets inside, finds Davis for the slam. James against Jones. Backs in, here comes the help. Spins away from that, and an easy layup. That was a complete and total thumping. The Lakers dominating the Miami Heat in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Miami was up 13 midway through the first quarter. And then the Lakers flipped the switch, and it was over. Lakers had the lead by the end of the quarter. They were up by 17 at the half. They pushed it to 20, two or three minutes out of the locker room. They pushed it to 25, four minutes out of the locker room. PK, they just ran them right out of the gym. Hand me your cliche. Yeah. That was good, though, because I was uh, more watching baseball. baseball, (laughs) So I I didn't watch the second half. There was no point. It was over. It was clearly over. And everybody who picked the Lakers had to be looking at that thinking, well, I'm going to be right about this finals. Along the way, the Heat suffered some uh, injuries. Goran Dragic, a torn left plantar fascia in his foot. He has not been ruled out of playing again in the finals. That surprises me a little bit because I always thought that injury was was pretty serious. Uh, But we'll see if he does play. They haven't guaranteed he will either. And if he does play, how good will he be? And on top of that, Bam Adebayo, shoulder or arm or something, they tried to be a little elusive on exactly what happened there. He'd heard it a little earlier in the playoffs. He heard it again. He had to leave the game. So really no good news in that one for Miami. Lots of good news in that one if you're the Lakers. Oh, yeah. If they uh, is saying that he could potentially be out, and if uh, Adebayo has any lingering injury, going to be uphill to begin with, and then really they have no chance. So put an end to basketball for 2020. On to the coaching carousel. The Philadelphia 76ers expected to meet with Doc Rivers to discuss the team's head coaching vacancy. They may have actually already met with him. It might have been last night. Might continue in today. We'll see. They, uh, the Sixers looking for a new coach here. They've also met with Tyron Lue. They're also interested in Mike D'Antoni, the former Rockets coach. And apparently D'Antoni and Rivers are in front of Lou there. Top two options, according to reports coming out of Philly. So... Familiar names, recycled coaches who have uh, been in the playoffs. That's what the Sixers appear to be looking to do because there's three guys who've all been deep in the playoffs. Well, they've been in the playoffs. So, yep. Now go ahead, whatever. Choose a coach. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. We are preparing to play the football game now as earliest as Monday. Again, I think the focus and the understanding of this football team is now going to be shifted towards preparing to play on Monday. I'm confident that the league will allow us uh, time to practice, to get some get practice in, to get on the field, and then and then move forward with the game. That's Mike Vrabel, the Titans coach. Titans are supposed to play the Steelers Sunday. That's not going to happen, but they play, might play Monday or Tuesday. Big game. Both teams are 3-0, and off to really good starts. Obviously, Titans are in the AFC title game, and Roethlisberger's healthy this year, so Pittsburgh looks like they're back to being a, uh, a serious contender as well. 
Don't know when, but apparently Monday or Tuesday. And PK, you'll probably get to see it because you got NFL ticket. I don't know that the rest of us will. I think they should go Tuesday day. <laughs> Why Tuesday day? Well, you're not going to allow fans in. Uh-huh. And have something different. All right, I'll take a Tuesday day game. What, is it, what do the baseball playoffs look like that far out? I assume at that point we'll be having day and night games. There'll still be enough teams playing. It'll be at least two games. What difference four. does it make? No, I want to be able to watch everything. Everything that didn't happen for four months is getting all wedged in at the same time. Well, good luck to you, man. I hope it works out for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, the NFL has issued another strong warning to coaches who won't wear masks on the sideline during games, threatening suspensions. Forfeiture of draft picks for failing to comply with the game day protocols. They, they were fining coaches hundred grand and the club a quarter of a million, and apparently that wasn't enough. Forfeiture of draft picks. Now you're getting serious. Get everybody's attention if you do that. Everybody needs young, inexpensive talent. The draft is the lifeblood. Can't be forfeiting draft picks. Well, depending on what happens here soon, you might get arrested. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. I really don't know what's going on in the league as far as COVID or COVID-related related numbers. There's no uniform system on how we report it or people talk about it. Or you know, I don't know, other than when coaches have said something each week, we have no idea what's going on with other teams. It's kind of a free-for-all as far as that goes. That's Missouri coach Eli Drinkwitz right there on uh, COVID testing, and uh, so the SEC is the wild, wild west. I mean, it's the south, but you get the point. Missouri's the south? Oh, the SEC is. Missouri's on the edge of the south. (laughs) Mason-Dixon line, you know. Yeah. It gets uh, blurry mid-south, midwest, kind of blurry. Into the plains. Well, Boise and San Diego State can be in the Big Big East. Big East, right at this point, why not? Uh, the first college football playoff selection committee ranking has been pushed back a week. November 24th now. It was going to be the 17th, but now with some of the leagues starting to play it, I've decided I guess they want another another week of data points, PK. Well, I hope they get it. Selection day is December 20th, so that's still a month of hype leading up to the, the one that actually matters because up until then they changed their minds anyway. Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott suggested expanding the college football playoff from four to eight teams. College Football Playoff Management Committee did not approve the idea during Wednesday's meeting. Playoff will not expand this season. The commissioners have reviewed the current format annually. PK, it sounds like a lot of hype, but the deal runs through the middle of the decade, and I expect we won't have an 18 playoff until then. I'd be good with it, but well, yeah, that Scott doesn't matter. Won't have his job by then, so what will he care? So I think it's twofold. I think it's job preservation because then he gets his team in and gets people off his back on that. Uh, and uh, secondly, in this type of season, that uh, why not give everybody an equal shot since they may not be able to play, and they're not going to play an equal amount of games, obviously, and they never really did for that matter, and there wasn't an equal level of competition either. Uh, You know, I can argue if the Pac-12 only played eight conference games, Oregon would have got in last year. Yep. Uh, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but I could argue that. That's the point. So there's all sorts of, uh, I don't know if you can call them inequities, maybe unbalances. And so why not balance it out a little bit? You can do whatever you want. 
because all the the uh, conference five power yeah. folks are going to get in. I would even settle for six with one for the group of five. Uh, I don't care about that, honestly. Oh, you want to see? You mean a sixteen playoff? Yeah, when no, okay. two seeds get a first round by type right. of a deal. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's what you wanted. Uh, but to to get the power, the power fives in, particularly this year. When you don't know who's going to play what in terms of games, and and then you factor in this year these crossover games that are just funky and there's no uh, particular rhyme or reason to them, and and uh, you may have home field this year, but you really don't. That just means the game is played at your place, so you know that may help, but with no fans, that won't matter any. I wouldn't think where the game is played would have zero effect this year. So I would want my tougher road opponents to be this year as opposed to next year and, and all that type of thing. So I would go with an expansion. And plus it would bring in some money and bring in some interest. So for me, it's like, a, well, why not? I think the why not is because once they have the system going forward, they won't want to go back. And But why not? People don't like to be told what to do, and they want it to be their idea. I mean, Steve Spurrier said it a while ago. Do you like the 14 better playoff better than two? Yeah, and I'm going to like eight better than four when we get to that, and we're getting to that. But for whatever reason, I'm told what to do. So I think we'll be sitting with a 14 playoff until 2026 or something like that. San Jose State's going to go to Humboldt State to practice 320 miles north, halfway to Oregon. Spartans can't uh, practice in Santa Clara County due to restrictions there, limiting the, the size of groups. But in Humboldt County, they can. So off to the Eureka Arcata Airport. So there is 660 miles between San Jose and Oregon? Yeah, ballpark. Man, that's a lot. Yeah. California is massive. It is. Have you ever driven to Oregon from California? No. It, it, I have. It takes a while. I was in Humboldt State once, but we flew in. Eh, that took a while, too. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. One and two on Freddie Freeman, a base hit wins it. Pache a lead at third, and the pitch on the way. Swung on, driven out to center field, of the Braves take game one. And Freddie Freeman breaks hearts in Cincinnati and scores Pache. And in 13 innings, the Braves take down the Reds one to nothing. I know a lot of people are mad. I know a lot of people don't want to see us here. But what are they going to say now? You know, we're a solid team. We play great baseball. We won a series on the road in Minnesota. So what are they going to say now? Uh, We're going to say that we're mad and we don't want to see you there. And you had a losing record during the regular season. And Minnesota's terrible in the playoffs. And I hope you get smoked in the next round. I think that's what most people are going to say. But Carlos Correa right there on the Astros. Ruffling feathers. And they knocked Minnesota out. Minnesota now spectacularly. 18 straight postseason losses. And they are out again. Good. (laughs) Why is that good? Oh, I got my reasons. You don't like Minnesota, huh? You don't like Ohio State? You don't like Minnesota? Uh, or just really the Twins? Not, it has nothing to do with Minnesota. Okay. Other games, the uh, Yankees advanced. 
a wild game back and forth with Cleveland. They pushed across a, uh, a couple runs in the top of the ninth, so they win that game 10-9. to They knock Cleveland out. The Astros win in advance. The Rays, the one team that's the higher seed, the home team, they were able to win in advance. Uh, Oakland beat Chicago, so that's the one series in the American League that's going to need a game three. They're, they're 1-1 there. In the National League, you heard Atlanta winning in the walk-off right there. The Dodgers beat Milwaukee 4-2. The Padres made a couple of base... Well, the same guy made a couple of base running errors. And St. Louis got four in the first and rode that to a win in San Diego. And Miami took down the Cubbies 5-1. You see anything early on in this that tells you about how anyone's going to perform later in the playoffs or no? Any bigger trends you're able to spot? Well, I watched about uh, about eight hours of baseball yesterday. I was uh, in a situation where I was sequestered for many, many hours. So, fortunately, I will remember this day yesterday forever for a number of reasons. And one of them is they had so many games on. Uh, you, the Yankees, it's really about the home run for a lot of teams, you know. Yeah. The Yankees got it, and so they win. And they win when they get home runs, and they lose when they don't. The Reds... Uh, they're th- like three and fifteen this year when they don't hit a home run, and so many of their runs are generated. Over sixty percent of their runs are generated through home runs, and these are things that they were saying yesterday because I had so much time because of a personal situation, so I was able to pick those things up. We knew them, but the actual literal statistics of three and fifteen, I wouldn't have known. So you got that going for you. Uh, pitching matters; it always has. So the teams that have the best pitching, it's I feel bad for the Padres. Their top two guys are out. Yeah, that's like taking three or four Bogdanoviches and taking them out <laughs> because starting pitching matters. It man, you know, and really, their starter matters. Their their number yeah. three starter essentially becomes their number one, and he had yeah, a terrible that's outing. Not, that's not good enough. No, so. I mean, that's that's the reality of that. Yeah, and they also, to your point, there was a lot of warning track power in that game. Cardinals Cardinals made a lot of catches right out there on the uh, warning track. And, yeah, long fly ball out doesn't do any good. That thing goes another 10 feet, and it's a totally different game. Well, it does if you have a runner on third with less than two outs. Well, and they did. They scored three runs on sacrifice flies. So it does (laughs) do you good. No, they needed crooked numbers after getting down. They needed crooked numbers, PK. After getting down four early, they couldn't come back one at a time. They needed the big inning. And they couldn't get it, and the Cardinals win again. Uh, so one of the things they threw up on the uh, watching a broadcast is Adam Wainwright, who uh, will pitch for the Cardinals in Game 2 and try to close out the series, uh, beat the Padres the last time when they were in the playoffs, 14 years ago when the Cardinals knocked the Padres out. So There's a guy who's had a career sticking around a – both ends of his career, he faces the Padres in the playoffs, who had a 13-year break. So, congrats to Adam Wainwright for a good long run. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, we'll talk NBA playoffs, maybe a little draft and free agency as well. Tim Lacombe is going to join us, former BYU basketball coach, former Utah basketball staff member. We'll talk with hoops with him coming up next. Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker, will be here at 830. And Craig Bowlerjack in the 9 o'clock hour. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.